Hey guys, today you clicked that link because you want to know, are we in a housing bubble? Is this the time that I should be just kind of sitting on the sidelines waiting to join after the bubble bursts? Well, I'm here to answer all those questions for you and dispel any rumors on this as well. So stay tuned and enjoy the video. This is James Dean with James Dean Mountain Real Estate, and I'm here on my Living in Woodland Park YouTube channel and podcast. So if you're on the podcast, you need to hop on the YouTube channel at some point. Check it out because I've got all these. This is basically the audio strip from the from the uh, YouTube channel, uh, but I want you to be able to see a lot of stuff that you wouldn't necessarily be able to see at all, really, if you were in the podcast, like views of the different neighborhoods and the different stuff that you see out here within the uh, the Colorado Springs area and Woodland Park area. Um, but just so you know, uh, you know, I'm uh, one of your top real estate agents out here and I'm here to help you discover everything there is to know about living in the greater Colorado Springs and Woodland Park area of Colorado. Basically the Pikes Peak region is what we call it here locally. So don't, don't forget, you know, if you want to actually get a good idea of what's happening out here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also hit that bell so you get notified every time there's a new episode that comes out and you stay up to date on what's happening out here. I put videos out here always, uh, or weekly, excuse me. So if you want to know everything there is to know about the Woodland Park and the Colorado Springs of the Pikes Peak area about where to go, uh, what to do as far as activities, where to live, what different neighborhoods look like, what the price points are on those neighborhoods, including are we in a housing market like we're about to talk, or a housing market bubble like we're about to talk about right now, then don't hesitate to uh, to give me a call or you know subscribe to this channel so you can actually see this stuff as it develops more and more. Uh, but if you're looking at moving into the area, please, um, and we've got folks moving into the area all the time and I absolutely love it, give me a call at 719-304-9772. Shoot me an email at james.dean at kw.com. I would love to have your back when moving out to the Pice Peak uh, area and your new move to the Colorado Springs and Wilden Park area. Stay tuned. We'll get right into the video. Okay, guys, so today we're going to be discussing, are we in a real estate bubble right now? And there's a lot of folks out there that actually think that we are in a bubble. And I'm here to dispel that rumor based on what I believe research-wise and statistically we have to show that this has nothing to do with a bubble at all. Is it crazy? Oh, yeah. Is it 2021 going to go down in history as probably one of the craziest real estate markets in the, state, in the United States? More than likely it will. Is it a bubble like in 2008? Absolutely not, not at all. And there's reasons for that and I'm gonna go over those for you. But the biggest reason why is this is a supply and demand issue. What we are seeing right now is unprecedented and there were people that predicted this coming over the last couple of years and now it's come to a head and we're seeing the ramifications of that. We are seeing more people wanting to buy than people that are willing to sell or are actually able to sell out there. And it's a housing inventory issue, not a housing bubble or a market bubble or whatever you wanna call it. 
And there's reasons why this has increased to become to this point. And there's a lot of nervousness behind this too, because there's a lot of talk about, are we starting to price ourselves out of first time home buyers to even get into the market? Because we're seeing homes sell at costs and values that are just astronomical that I would never have been able to afford as a first time home buyer. And folks are being forced to look at this stuff now uh, with a new perspective on what is considered to be a first time home valued uh, or home value, you know, what pricing that looks like. And this is not just happening in the Colorado Springs area. It's not just happening in the Colorado area. It's happening across the continental United States. And it's a housing inventory issue across the United States. Major booming cities where people are moving into are seeing it more so than other places. But this is a this is a United States problem. It's happening right now. And our wonderful United States government, um, you know, God bless them. Um, or bless their hearts is what I should say. Uh, they, you know, without having to get too political, I, I just, they're trying to fix it, but they're fixing it by focusing on the wrong thing. They're talking about first-time home buyer credits. We don't need more buyers. We need more inventory. That's what we need to actually fix this problem. And let me get into a little bit of the history on this so you can understand where my beliefs are with the facts that I have and the research that I've done and why I think that we're not in that actual housing market bubble. So starting off, we'll go back to the 2008 housing bubble that we saw. And for those of us that were around during that time, and I got burned pretty hard for that. So please know and understand, I didn't come out squeaky clean on that. I lost over $150,000 in the value of a home on that. That's a big hit, and I don't take that lightly at all. Um, that is a ton of money. I was in the military during the time, um, did a lot of risky stuff with buying homes that I didn't realize was risky because I was young, immature, didn't know, hadn't had that experience yet, and didn't have anybody really there to guide me through that also. So I ended up, in the long run, ended up losing $150,000. And I'll go through that with you real quick just so you can understand my background on this, and then we'll get right back to the history of this. So at that time, back in the end of 2004, beginning in 2005, uh, my wife and I were moving from Northern Virginia, the DC area, to Hawaii. Uh, we were getting stationed on Oahu, skillful barracks. At that time, I was an infantryman, and we were going out there. We had owned our first house, which is a townhome, townhome in Wildham Park, Virginia, um, and we had bought it for right around $100,000 and sold it and made $60,000 after all the fees um, from selling the home were, were complete on it. So we made $60,000 in just two years. We're a very young couple. Um, at that point in time, I was 23 years old um, when all this went down. Um, so back in the 2004, 2005 timeframe. So made $60,000. Um, we're still looking at doing a VA loan when we moved to Hawaii. Uh, we just weren't sure how we wanted to do that. Ended up deciding on doing a conventional loan during that time. We bought a $300,000 house, $60,000 down. We used that money that we had equity-wise, so that was one smart thing that we did uh, with the home that we had sold in the DC area. So we had a conventional loan on that and bought a $300,000 home. Now, during that time frame, because we lived there for almost five years, uh, did a very dumb thing, took out a HELOC uh, that had an adjustable rate uh, uh, mortgage arm on it of, of five and one on there uh, for the house for $50,000 because I wanted to add on to the front porch. I wanted to roof it in with a nice big gable roof, make it a 20 by 20 porch, this nice extra living area out there, beautiful area. Um, the house looked great. It was a tiny house and this is Hawaii too. So you got to think about this. We had a three bedroom, one bath home. It was really like a three quarter bath in Hawaii, 860 square feet, 
$300,000 back in the 2004 and the beginning of 2005 timeframe. So we're seeing the prices start to skyrocket, right? So we're there for five years. I get this 5-1 arm thinking, oh, it's no big deal. I'm only going to be here for, you know, four, maybe five years tops. I'm going to move back to the United States, to, to the mainland, and we're going to sell this house at that point. And at that point, I'll have that 5-1 arm taken care of for the HELOC. Well, uh, got scheduled for my second deployment when I was in Hawaii to Iraq. Wife staying back. Um, and we, uh, and this is right in the into the 2007 timeframe. So some of the signs in the mainland are already starting to showing that we're about to have a bubble pop. But hey, I'm in Hawaii. <laughs> we're in paradise. There's no housing bubbles in Hawaii that are gonna pop that are really gonna affect me. Are you crazy? So, but I did know like, hey, when I get back from this deployment, I'm looking at a 15 to 18 month long deployment. I'm gonna be forced to PCS. My wife didn't wanna stay by herself on the island because she's away from all her family. So she knew she wanted to move back to, to Kansas during that time frame. So knowing that, we decided, hey, it would be wise to go ahead and put our house on the market to sell it. Um, I mean, we're going to make so much money off it anyways, and we're not paying a mortgage on it. She can go back and live with family, and we're going to be able to save quite a bit of money on this. So remember, we bought the home for $300,000. We got that HELOC on it for three fifty dollars on there, um, and we're just watching the value start to uh, basically um, continue to increase at this point in time, and it's still a seller's market. So I go on a deployment prep field problem in California, um, and it happens to be 60 days long. We just listed the house. We get a full price offer for $450,000 on the home. $450,000 on the house um, at that point in time. Uh, it was from a Marine that had moved out there, and the only stipulation was he wanted to move in quickly because they'd gotten to the island and needed to move his family in. And that meant that my wife was gonna have to move out all by herself. She was gonna have to move everything out of the house by herself. And here I am, you know, in my infinite wisdom, you know, as a 20 something year old, and I'm like, this is dumb. I'm not gonna do this to my young wife. Why would I ever do this to her? I'm gonna take care of her. We're gonna deny this, this offer. We're just, and we're gonna keep looking because this is a seller's market. We're gonna find something else because it's just not fair to her to have to move everything out. Well, we turned on that offer for $450,000. I come back to Hawaii, getting ready for the deployment. I deployed in December of 2007 and head to Iraq. Haven't had any other offers. 2008 happens and the bubble bursts in the mainland and that ripple effect starts coming over to Hawaii. It hits Hawaii and it hits us hard. My wife stays over there in the house for about four months of that 15 month, what ended up being a 15 month long deployment before she moves back to Kansas. We've got nobody living in the house at this point. Um, we're still have it up for sale. We hit the one year mark for having it up for sale. Still nobody in there. So we decided, well, maybe we'll decide to rent. So somebody came in and they weren't necessarily ready to buy at this point, but they would be ready within six months. So we did uh, basically a rent to own. We didn't do it with the option on there. We just said, hey, let's do a six month rent in the house with intent for you buying the house at the end of that six month tenure comes back, me coming back to Hawaii from deployment. I've got nowhere to live now because we've got renters in our house. So I ended up shacking up with uh, one of my squad leaders um, and it was a nice condo that we had on the beach that we were able to stay in for a couple months as I'm getting ready to PCS back to the mainland, actually going back to Northern Virginia in the DC area at that point. So house still hasn't sold. We're looking at the house haven't been on the market now for well over 18 months. And oh, by the way, the payments that we're paying on this home is right around $2,000 a month during that 18 month time frame, So you do that math just in those 18 months 
uh, we're looking at, uh, what is that, $36,000 basically in payments that we've been making that we wouldn't necessarily had to have paid if I'd sold the house for $450,000 to that Marine at that point. Continue going through houses up for sale. Those renters were garbage renters. They trashed the front of my house. They destroyed the way the yard was that I made for it. I had this beautiful yard out there set up and they completely destroyed it. They decided to use the lawn as a parking area, cut down trees, really devalued the value of the home. Uh, distance landlording, not a good idea. And I don't recommend it for anybody after that experience. IPCS, my wife's already on the mainland. IPCS to come link up with her and we move over to Northern Virginia. We buy our next house over there. I've now got two homes, two mortgage payments. Um, you wanna talk about something that will diminish a savings account quickly? Two mortgage payments most certainly will on that. Uh, so during this time frame, I'm paying on these mortgage payments and it takes another approximately three months before we're finally able to get the house under contract and then the house sells shortly after. Um, not only did it sell after, but it actually sold for 10,000 less than what we owed on it. Um, so we had to pay that out of pocket, had to borrow money from my parents actually to be able to do that because our savings account was gone during that time frame. And in the end, the total amount that we ended up losing based on if we had sold that house for $450,000 is $150,000. So I am right there with somebody that has experienced a traumatic effect of a market change that has, has had dramatic impact on the way um, I view real estate and the way I look at real estate. So I'm not somebody that's seeing all rainbows and what's happening or it's trying to force you to buy in a time that you shouldn't be buying. I'm somebody that scrutinizes this stuff very much so because I care about that because it's happened to me and I don't want it to happen to you. So that's my background story on the 2008 thing. Luckily, I didn't have to foreclose in a home. If it hadn't sold for a few more months, we, we might have been looking at that as a potential um, and that would have had dramatic impact on our livelihoods, uh, probably still to this day, if that had happened. So I got really, really lucky in that sense. And it's crazy to hear somebody talking about getting lucky when they lost $150,000. I was lucky I didn't have to foreclose like a lot of folks did at that time. Learned a lot during that time frame. grew up a lot in real estate during that time frame too. So all that being said, we look back at 2008, what happened, that was poor lending practices with those adjustable rate mortgages like one that I had for my HELOC, my home equity line of credit that I utilized all of it on because I was dumb. Um, and it wasn't my money, I was using somebody else's, but I was just gonna pay it all back when I sold the home. That was one of the dumbest things I could have ever thought uh, with that as well. Um, so back in 2008, we saw this happen. And what happened with that, as we saw the, the financial market for housing crash because of all the foreclosures that came out of that as well, we also saw builders get crushed. And when I say crushed, I mean to the point that we saw builders that had been around for decades just disappear and they were gone. They were no longer gonna be in that market. Um, they got destroyed. And what ended up happening was in that 2010 to 2013 timeframe, we've got about a four year stint where new homes were hardly getting built at all. And the reason for that was because nobody was wanting new homes. There was plenty of market or st supply still that was having the effect of all those foreclosures that were happening that was able to supplement the folks that were new to, the, uh, to, the, uh, to buying to be able to come in and purchase those homes. Now, on average in the United States, um, the typical amount before this all happened was we were seeing roughly about 2,000 homes being built a year across the United States. 
So you take three to four years of that out of it. So you're looking at a six to 8,000 inventory of homes pulled out of that at that point. And we're looking at a deficit that doesn't just come back overnight. Now, as the economy has continued to increase and get better and better, COVID aside, we're not gonna worry about that. We're just talking about the amount of people that have come of age to purchase homes, moved to the United States. Um, it's, as population has increased, what we've lost is the ability to maintain that like we have in years past. And it's finally come to a head within this 2020-21 timeframe, which also happened to be COVID, which didn't make it any easier with the supply of materials and different lumber yards being shut down and causing those costs to go up even more. But we're seeing this huge, like perfect storm that's happened and it's caused this demand to just go nuts. And it's happening across the US and it's gonna take years to recover from this, to actually build enough homes to be able to meet the demand of how many people want to buy homes out there. And this is something that, this is the biggest reason why I don't think we're in a housing bubble. Because as we see this happen, and we've seen the, the interest rate, I mean, this is the end of June in 2021 right now while I'm doing this video. And we've seen the interest rate go up a little bit. And all that's gonna really affect is, is the, the amount, the value of the home that people are able to afford. It's not gonna affect the amount of people that are looking for a home. That's not gonna change. It'll just change what level of home they're looking for or what, how much home they're looking to borrow against at that point in time. If you look back in the 1980s, people were buying homes left and right when the interest rates were you know, up in the 10s, 11s, 12s. You hear stories about that all the time. You look back at, those, at that history of that. It's not gonna slow people down. It's gonna be traumatic if we see the interest rate increase because people are gonna suddenly think, oh, I could have afforded this $600,000 home. Now I can only afford this $500,000 or $450,000 home, depending on where it goes. That's where we're gonna see the effect and we're gonna see more competition at those lower end homes. So with all that being said, as we look at these numbers and we've seen a little bit of a bump in the interest rates change over the last month or so, and we've seen a little bit of a slowdown in the market and we're not sure yet if we're seeing a normalization that's happening right now, where we're seeing some of it slow down because of the interest rates and, and buyers are just getting worn out, so they're just trying to take a breath right now, or if we're seeing, due to COVID, everybody's able to go on vacation right now because we're post-COVID and people are rapidly starting to go into this and we're just not seeing people buy right now. We'll find out towards the end of July. But with what we're seeing happen through this process, is it's the increase in the cost of homes, the value is still gonna go up, just probably not as steeply at that one to 1.4%. It'll probably get more normalized to where it's gonna get more like the five to six, 7% a year uh, type appreciation in the value of the home. But I don't think we're gonna see much of a plateau. We're definitely not gonna see a dip because the demand is still out there. People are still looking for homes that are perfectly qualified to get a house. And with that demand and a lack in supply, we're gonna see the basic economic principle of pricing increasing, prices increasing. So as we go through this more and more and we see this, this is why it's important for you to understand and know what's actually happening and to actually have a real estate agent that knows what's happening within the market as well. Because if I'm an agent that's sitting out there and I'm saying, I'm preaching to you, oh, it's gonna be a bubble that spurs, this is not gonna continue forever. And I don't think it is gonna continue forever in the, in the aggressiveness that it has, but I don't think there's gonna be a burst in a bubble either. It's, that has a dramatic effect and impact on your decision-making of what you're gonna do now or in the future. Because if things are gonna to continue to increase, you're never gonna to get to the point where you're just gonna be like, oh, well, I'll just wait for the bubble to burst and then I'll buy. Well, when is that gonna be? Because 
I don't think it's gonna be any time within the next few years. And most agents that have done the research are right there with me on that, and they will tell you the exact same thing. So super, super important for you to understand what has been causing this increase. People have associated to the to COVID, and now everybody knows how they can work from home, and they're just going to places they want to live. And that's true to some aspect, but it's happening across the United States. It's not just happening in Colorado Springs or in Denver. It's happening in Austin. It's happening in Dallas. It's happening everywhere. What you are seeing is, or what you did see for a while, is people fleeing the metropolitan areas because of the COVID strictness that was going on in New York, San Francisco, LA, places along those lines. But now folks are starting to move back into those areas. And people are still wanting to buy homes and we still have tons of people out there that are competing for homes. So as we go through this process, if you need an agent that's gonna be out there, it's gonna fight for you, don't forget me, I am James Dean with James Dean Mountain Real Estate, and I will fight for you. We will get a home for you as well. If you're financially ready and mentally ready for the battle that's out there to get you a home so that you're not on the outside looking in, but then you're on the inside watching your house increase in value, and you want a, net, a real estate agent that's going to fight for you and get you into that house, then talk to me. I've got strategies that have proven to work, and I've gotten, on average, with my buyers, we're looking at you know only about maybe three to four offers uh, at the high end before we actually get them under contract. When you're looking at a lot of agents out there that are sitting at 10 to 20. And a lot of that's because I prepare my buyers for what's going on. We discuss the actual facts of what's going on, not just the emotion behind it. And I also discuss with them the tools that we have within our tool bag to get them into that house, to get them under contract. And it's not necessarily always the highest price. A lot of times it's terms that go on that too. So if you're interested in buying a home here in the Colorado Springs area, the Pikes Peak region, Wilden Park, as well as Colorado Springs, don't hesitate to give me a call, James E. Mountain Real Estate, 719-304-9772, or shoot me an email at james.dean at kw.com. I am here as a local agent fighting for you, and I'm here on your side to help educate you to make the smartest decision possible as you go through this process. Until next time, have a great day.